what do you think of when you see a cross? Certainly for us, we almost immediately identify it with Jesus. We associate it, therefore, with a Christian church. Or if not that, if we see it on a road sign, we might associate it with healing as meaning that there's a hospital nearby. We might associate it with an organization like the American Red Cross and associate it then with life-giving blood donations or humanitarian aid or disaster relief. Yet, none of that is what the cross would have meant in the first century in Israel, in Jesus' day. That's important for us to realize to make sense of what happens in Mark chapter 8, beginning with verse 34. Just after having begun to explain plainly to his apostles that his identity is the Christ, that he was going to suffer and die, and on the third day rise, Jesus shared this with the larger crowd. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. When we hear Jesus say, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me, that's familiar. Odds are you've heard variations of that before. Perhaps you've heard sermons preached on it or you've been in Bible studies about it. And because we associate the cross with Jesus, that makes sense to us. But appreciate when Jesus originally said this to that crowd plus his disciples that he said it to, he was speaking here to people who had come to him to get help with their problems, to have their illnesses healed, to have their demons cast out, to hear something amazing, to see or receive something that just gave them joy or excitement. Yet Jesus calls them together and says, if you really want to follow me, then you've got to deny yourself. It can't just be about getting your needs met. It can't just be about coming for what you want. You've got to put yourself second. You've got to take up your cross. Now, these folks were familiar with crosses. The Romans routinely used them, especially among a poor, oppressed people like the Jews, to enforce their will as brutally as possible. You see, if you were a Roman citizen, and you committed a serious crime, they would give you a trial and they'd behead you. But for one of the more oppressed people, like many of these Jews would have been, if you committed a crime, but especially if you were seditious, if you were rebellious, if you were going against what Rome wanted done, they crucified you because they wanted your death to be slow. They wanted it to be 
humiliated, hanging there naked for days while life gasped out of your body until at last you died in agony. Because they not only wanted to kill you, they wanted to use your death to send a message. This is what happens when you go against Rome. This is what happens when you don't know your place. So for Jesus to stand before a crowd, a crowd that had come to him for miracles, a crowd that had come to him to hear something great, to say, you must take up your cross, that was scandalous. The cross was shameful, which is why Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, if you're ashamed of my words, God will be ashamed of you because the cross wouldn't always mean what it meant then because Jesus was headed to the cross and Jesus would change the meaning of it. The reason we see the cross and think of something else entirely is because of how Jesus submitted, how Jesus denied himself and what Jesus accomplished through his crucifixion and especially through his resurrection that he'd been explaining to his apostles just before this. That completely changed the meaning. And now, instead of a symbol of shame and oppression, it's a symbol of hope and freedom and life. Jesus completely redefined the cross by what he accomplished. And some of those standing there would come to see that. They would still be living when this all played out, when Jesus laid down his life but then rose again. Some of those hearing him say this would be witnesses of that. So now the challenge for them as well as for us is to decide, are we willing to follow Jesus? Because of Jesus, we have confidence that anything we sacrifice, any suffering we endure is worth it because he already has shown the victory. He has redefined the meaning of the cross and now he offers us hope. Will we give up what we want? Will we lay down our need for control? Will we put aside our obsession with comfort and ease and be willing to do hard things for his sake, knowing that by laying that down and putting him first, we'll find true life, abundant life now, and eternal life, because he rose from the dead, and we belong to him, so we are sure that one day we will too.